Welcome to Catholic Concern for Animals podcasts. This is Readings from the Ark, number 11. Could Catholic Outrage at Criminals Free Boo the Bear? Written by Kate Fox and read by Dr Gerald Taylor. About the author. Kate Fox is a conservation photojournalist, environmental writer and founder of Verify Humanity. Starved, deprived of water and kept alive with antibiotics, the challenging story behind Boo the Bear's continued captivity in Vietnam's illegal wildlife trade. It might surprise you to know that animal lovers don't always unite behind shared goals. In a world where unique selling points make your voice heard, differences are often seen as more important than concurrence. But illegal wildlife farming cases often transgress the divide that keeps conservationists, animal rights, animal welfareists, vegans and anti-speciesists in opposition. Despite this support, Vietnam has yet to resolve one case nearly four years on. Boo the Bear and friends have now become the unfortunate figureheads for Vietnam's illegal bear bile trade. Rather unusually, it's possible that animal-loving Catholics could be the solution to their plight. The illegal wildlife trade, IWT, is home to the murkier underbelly of humanity, a world where violence flourishes and compassion for animals is in short supply. With up to $23 billion a year incentive, according to UN estimates, it is now the fourth most lucrative trade after drugs, human trafficking, and weapons. Going undercover. Going undercover is a high-risk strategy essential for exposing such criminal networks. Capturing a photographic insight into what happens behind the scenes is vital to plug the gaps that allow crimes to persist, but also to save animals' lives. This was my job. It used to be legal to farm bears for their bile in Vietnam, it contains ursodeoxycholic acid, an ingredient that has long been prized in traditional medicine for curing a multitude of unrelated ailments, including seizures, gallstones, and now COVID-19. Although it's legal to keep registered microchipped bears in Vietnam, it's now illegal to extract bile or source wild bears. Surveys reveal these laws are flouted with shocking regularity. So unless the farmer hands bears over to sanctuaries, or they are confiscated, they are doomed to die in these very same cages. Shortly after arriving in Vietnam, I made contact with a bear bile dealer in Hanoi. After laying an elaborate undercover story, I was deemed an acceptable risk. Bundled into the back of a car, I was driven for several hours to Coin Lu district in Nghe An province. The next day I found myself seated around an extravagant dining room table, sharing a ceremonial tea with the senior patriarchal members of the criminal network. With these wordless introductions over, less important members tentatively began emerging. This now unnervingly large group corralled me into a dark and breathtakingly sweaty room at the back of their house. Once acclimatised to the gloom, a room full of desperate eyes appeared. 
there were nine Asiatic black bears. With nothing to stimulate these naturally intelligent animals, a life behind bars had sent them into a near catatonic state. They had given up hope of rescue from their unimaginable mental torture. Despite their thick fur coats and unbearable heat, bears are not given water to drink. They rely on sloppy daily gruel for hydration. But a 2018 report by Free the Bears reveals expenditure on food has dropped by 87%. With bears relying on food for water, this is life-threatening. The first thing I noticed about these bears was how small they were. He got bears from Laos when one kilogram, now three years old, apart from seven-month cub, said my translator in stilted English. The cub desperately stretched out her paw between the bars for contact, still young enough to care. This confirmed my observation that these bears were too young to have been microchipped in 2005. I had stumbled upon a hot rearing farm of illegal bears, something I was led to believe didn't really exist. This was a significant discovery. Traffic, a well-respected wildlife trade organisation, did a survey in 2016 that gathered unconfirmed statements from farmers. They confessed that for the 272 visible legal bears, there were 162 hidden illegal bears. With evidence that they now exist, this meant government figures on legally owned microchip bears could be the tip of the iceberg. An unwelcome but vital discovery. Of course, the illegal nature of barn extraction means there are no training courses so farmers learn on the job. If bears survive, they are pumped with antibiotics after each crude and unhygienic extraction. The bears on farm one were too young for this procedure, so was taken to farm two, where another four bears were held captive. The bears paced their cages furiously and began roaring in fear as the blow dart sedative was prepared. A corroborating translation of the undercover videos by an Oxford academic reveal these bears used to be microchipped, but are not anymore. Although it was unclear whether this was because they are new bears or someone removed the chips, the wildlife criminal is aware that he is keeping the bears illegally. The Catholic Connection So, what is the Catholic Connection? Regrettably, Catholics are a long-standing persecuted minority in Vietnam. While treatments has improved in recent decades, the Catholic World Report reveals threats of violence, coercion and harassment still exist. This unintentionally plays a significant role in the ongoing inability to confiscate illegal wildlife such as boo in pockets of Ingan province. Bordering Laos also makes it a wildlife trafficker's haven. Yingan province is gaining a reputation for being an illegal bear stronghold and hotspot for ivory, rhino horn, tiger and pangolin trafficking. So, understanding the complex interactions between the Vietnamese Communist Party, Catholic citizens and the illegal wildlife trade is vital to shut this avenue of cruelty down. At present, it is not openly discussed in large part because the sensitive nature of the issue has made it a taboo subject. It is clear that this silence is simply prolonging corruption, violence and cruelty to animals. So, 
for the sake of the animals, let us unpick what is happening. Why don't authorities act? Vietnam has certainly developed a reputation abroad for stifling human rights and being a hub for corruption and violence. An embarrassing array of measures like the Corruption Perception Index, Human Freedom Index and the Government Restrictions Index follow them like a bad smell. Oppressing freedom of religious expression in Vietnam has created tensions between minority Catholic communities and the Communist Party, at times leading to explosive interactions. It's not surprising, therefore, that any law enforcement within Catholic communities, even confiscating illegal bears, could be seen as punitive. However, the Vietnamese Communist Party is becoming more aware of their negative international reputation, but this is creating a conflict of interest. How do they fulfil their commitments to stifle the illegal wildlife trade and avoid social unrest amongst these communities? Well, it seems likely the authorities now shy away from overt confrontation with such criminals, particularly if it is likely to lead to rowdy public demonstrations in Catholic communities. After all, who wants to report rioting up the political food chain when controlling the narrative through propaganda is an expected norm? But the question is, are these criminals aware that the authorities might be apprehensive of inflaming tensions? And this is important. If criminals know the authorities won't enforce the law, it certainly gives them serious leverage to carry on committing crimes. After all, if you know there are no consequences, why stop? Criminals in Ngan province have certainly had the opportunity to learn this. In 2007, a case in the same district as Boo's Farm saw 50 officers chased away while trying to rescue three immature bears. These bears were never rescued, and when three of the nine bears were confiscated from Boo's Farm, Education for Nature, Vietnam's press release, described it as, without doubt, our riskiest bear mission to date. The reality is that it was less of a confiscation and more of a negotiation, a negotiation that saw clearly illegal bears left behind. While the Catholic issue can be the defining reason why bears such as Boo are not rescued, there are other reasons. Corruption is the life force of the illegal wildlife trade. It has allowed this high-reward, low-consequence crime to thrive. In an interview, Professor David Cantor said about the bear confiscation riot on Farm 1, It would be remarkable if there were not such, some sort of corruption involved. So is there any evidence of corruption in the case of Boo the Bear? Well, the fact that only three of the nine bears were confiscated on Farm 1 is the biggest alarm bell. The undercover operation revealed they were visibly too young to have been microchipped in 2005 and therefore illegal. While it's not uncommon for criminals to shuffle bears between premises to avoid officials removing them, it is clear that some visibly illegal bears were left in situ right up until confiscation day. Amy Lloyd from Four Paws noted during the rescue that it was pretty sad to have to leave the others behind, especially seeing that some were also young and therefore illegal bears. The young and authorities should have spotted this immediately and automatically confiscated them. This begs the question as to why this did not happen. Why are criminals supported in Catholic communities? 
However, there remains one important and challenging question. Why do large aggressive crowds gather in Catholic communities to support these criminal minorities? It is likely that facing persecution, they have developed a strong communal bond. If your way of life feels threatened by everyone outside of your faith, it makes sense to stick together. After all, polarising minorities through coercion and violence will undoubtedly create a them-and-us mentality. Cantor states that such communities would act together to support each other against people they thought of as outsiders who didn't understand and wanted to disrupt their way of life. It's not that they are necessarily advocating the illegal wildlife trade, but probably that they're supporting their religious community. Catholics represent up to 7% of Vietnam's population, but in the district of Khoian Lu, where Bu and his friends are held captive, the population is purported to be as high as 57%. This must be relatively empowering to know that you are no longer a minority. The fact that bare bile farming used to be illegal in Vietnam will probably play a part in their angry response. In fact, it was actively encouraged as a means to resolve the conservation concerns over wild bear hunting for bile, but with captive living conditions so barbaric, bears did not breed. Captive bears are still plundered from the wild. According to IUCN's Red List, Asiatic black bear numbers have dropped a breathtaking 60% in Vietnam. Telling communities that became financially dependent on bear bar sales that they now must stop could be frustrating. It is important to mention, however, that Boo's captors also have a network of legal businesses to support themselves. It is likely that neither the authorities nor the illegal wildlife farmers empathise with the bear's plight. This means their welfare and rescue is low down on everyone's priority list. While conservation is an argument that Vietnamese government officials are now prepared to use, animal welfare is considered an anathema, and therefore to be avoided at all costs. Of course, this is an ongoing worldwide problem that any person keen to combat speciesism will appreciate. The reality is that while supporting issues such as conservation are vital, they do not address the underlying problem, speciesism. After all, no one would have to fight to save a species if everyone treated individual animals and everything they rely on to survive with respect and compassion. So while the illegal wildlife trade in Nang province has nothing to do with the perpetrators being Catholic, it does seem to be inhibiting law enforcement. These criminals are ensuring that Catholic communities will be destined to a future of corruption, violence and crime. Their ability to operate beyond the rule of law is also allowing unimaginable animal suffering and contributing to impending local extinctions. With Pope Francis paying unprecedented attention to animal rights and criticising factory farming, it is time to break that silence and work together to ensure these criminals are brought to justice and Boo and friends are confiscated. That was a Catholic Concern for Animals broadcast in the Readings from the Ark series, written by Kate Fox, read by Dr Gerald Taylor. Thank you.